Hey everybody, today we have a super special guest episode, so we just wanted to take a second to introduce that guest and who they are and what you can expect from this episode. Joining us today, we have Joss N. Banks, an artist who uses he-they pronouns. Artist, actor, singer, balladeer, stylist, director, educator, creative director, costume designer, makeup artist, teaching artist, and finally, human. Yes, Joss does so many things so well in so many wonderful arenas. Um, just to give you a little taste so you can kind of expect uh, what we'll be talking about today. So Joss has performed at uh, as a performer with the Muni, Steppenwolf, Drury Lane Theater, Paramount Theater, and also in Showtime's uh, hit TV series, The Shy. They also did costume designs and work with Steppenwolf, Yale, The Second City, and About Face Theater. Yeah, and then Joss has also um, been nominated for and won multiple awards. Um, he's been nominated for the Black Theater Alliance Award. He's had three nominations and one win. They've also won the Stage Scene LA Scene Award and three Joseph Jefferson Awards. Joss and I met um, doing a fundraiser for Orlando Shakes Theater um, in Orlando uh, last fall. And now we're working on Kinky Boots together at that same theater. And uh, we were just talking and thought it would be a great idea to just kind of have a chat about all the different things that Joss does. They were truly a master of all trades, and we enjoyed having them so much on our show, so we hope you will too. So enjoy! Hi friends! Welcome to the Artist Blend! Today we are talking about being a Joss of all trades <laughs> and, and, and doing lots of different things within different uh, avenues of, of artistry. Yeah, so grab your mug. And let's get talking. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest. We have Joss and Banks here with us. Yeah. Uh, we're so excited <laughs> to have you here, Joss. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. And this is a, a, an interesting version. Normally, all of our guests are on the, the remote world of the ether of the internet and coming from different places. But this is the first time we've actually had, it's me and Joss in a room looking yeah. at each other's eyeballs That's and then right. Austin <laughs> through a screen. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so today yeah, it'll be more of a conversation with me and Joss and, and Austin will, will come in um, as, as the spirit moves. But um, yeah, we're super excited about today. It's gonna be a fun episode. Do you wanna talk about the coffee real fast just to get that out of the way? Oh, yes. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so today is another one from Lineage, Lineage yep. Coffee. I think we did one on Lineage last week or the week before. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so our coffee today is from Lineage, which is um, a brand in, in Florida. A friend of mine gave this to me. He, he worked there, and they had a big old roasting day, and whenever they uh, finish roasting, they have some leftovers. And this is a single-origin coffee from um, mm -hmm. Kaititi. It's, uh, but yeah, the, the notes as they dictate are <laughs> our tropical starburst and lemon lime which is really interesting because i we know that neither of us are huge on, on fruity yeah. flavored coffees and joss what do you have today that you're drinking i have a lovely chai tea latte that is it's great <laughs> oh good yeah okay good really yeah. good job awesome never yeah. made one before i i went to google and i was like how to and mm -hmm. it gave me that so good that's all awesome. you did it <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Okay, so I would love to start with just knowing more about how the spark of artistry began for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like for all of us artists, there's either a moment or a season or an event in our lives that sort of, um, it's the bug biting us or it's uh -huh. the spark lighting that fire for artistry. So for you, what was that moment or, or event? Yeah, um, I actually didn't get started in theater until I was a senior in high school. I um, Wow. 
Yeah, which was like kind of late for uh, most people. There was definitely a theater program at my high school. I just never was a participant. (laughs) And I think a lot of it had to do with like stage fright. And um, I kind of had like a a bit of a stutter every time I had to speak publicly. Mm. Um, (laughs) I did have a a speech therapist at the time and... um, she mentioned I should try out for the drama club because hmm. she knew that I liked singing. Yeah. And I was in concert choir and gospel choir. Gospel choir was like extracurricular, but concert choir was like okay. for a grade. Okay. And she knew that I did them both. Um, and I think I started those in like sophomore year. I started off high school as a jock and mm. I hated mm. being on the football team. <laughs> but I only did it because my mom told me that I wouldn't last a season, so I did two. But I literally hated it. Um. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just tried out for drama. I ended up getting one of the leads, and, like, that's when the bug bit me okay. um, mm-hmm. for performing. Mm-hmm. I always liked singing, and I've kind of always been, like, a emotional person and I connect to emotion and lyrics before I do um, or I should say before I was even uh, I even knew how to read music Hmm. you know what I mean like it was kind of like always something that got me like I remember being a kid in the car with my mom listening to songs on the radio and them just like hitting me emotionally yeah and like I would cry a little Mm. bit and my mom would like Mm. always check in like are you okay but I remember this happening like a number of times huh. mm-hmm. and I like I'm a cancer so everybody knows that we're like kind of emotional beings mm-hmm. um, but then like adding an artist to that and it's like oh yeah. okay now I understand myself <laughs> yeah. but I didn't have yeah. that verbiage when I was younger mm-hmm. you know what I mean so yeah. like I was just mm-hmm. trying to figure out like why am I always like I have these like <laughs> waves and like seasons of like I feel heavy now and then yeah. I feel like you know joyous and celebratory like what was going on with that hmm. so it was mm. music the the initial way in for you it started off with music um, which led to choir and everything yeah kind of but then like the artistic side I was always um, I was always an artist I like to draw and I like mm. to paint yeah so that I was doing that in high school as well like from freshman year moving forward mm. and my mom mm. used to draw as well yeah um, she she just never got into like painting she used to do like illustration art and like yeah. um, like comics and cartoons and stuff like that. Um, So I've always been an artist in that way, but it was always with my hands. And Mm. that kind of led me into fashion design just because I liked it. So I would like draw people and like, like make up an outfit. Yeah. And I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a kid for um, taking my little sisters like Barbies and like, taking off all of their clothes but then i would take all of the kleenex and literally like tape together dresses for them oh wow not nice. even realizing that like <laughs> oh i just really like the idea of like making clothes yeah. right like my yeah. mom took it as like okay i have a son that just likes playing with barbies but like she didn't know if it was like a i was discovering like anatomy mm. and like the differences mm. between like what I have on my person yeah. and a Barbie doll <laughs> yeah or because she would always find them and I would like she would either find them like hidden somewhere with a, 
a Kleenex dress on. Yeah. Or they would be like completely nude. <laughs> it's just like, what is going on? All right, what's going on? <laughs> so, there's a yeah. there's a theme here. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense now that I'm an adult and thinking yeah. back on my childhood, yeah. like the things that like I gravitated toward, like now that I'm a costume designer, like of course I was playing with Barbies and like making Kleenex dresses. Yeah. And I would sing all the time in my house. And like, of course that then led me to musical theater mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I realized that like, oh, I'm connecting to things emotionally because of text, which is exactly what acting is. Mm -hmm. So like once, I, once I had people in my life that were able to um, connect that, that bridge for me of like, yeah. oh, these are skills that you, uh, don't know that you possess quite yet, mm. but can be used for this <laughs> career. Yeah, it's like, hey, you have flour and eggs and milk. You can right. make some some bread just if you put want. Them all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't that's know. So cool. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how I got into it, and yeah. I've just always gone back and forth. They they serve me in different ways, so um, I, I really enjoyed that about myself. Yeah. That I'm not just doing one thing, and I think a lot of artists are like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas we have a bunch of different passions, we just don't know how to make them monetary. <laughs> yes. Or that they can be. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, so that was another one of my questions I was going to ask, uh, like along the lines of um, which came first, the, the chicken or the egg, the, the performance yeah. or the, the design and or the, um, the being a creative director or an educator. Or, you do so many things. And so I... I it sounds like it all sort of synthesized mm -hmm. at the same time of, of just a, a general awareness of artistry entering your life and yeah. realizing that you were passionate about it all. Is yeah, that, that high fair? school was definitely the, the most pivotal moment for me. And then like going into college, I went in as a, um, well, I, I got accepted for my art, my fine art, mm -hmm. all of my mm -hmm. paintings and things because I was always entering award competitions in high school and mm. like I would place like I was doing really well um there's actually a contest called the um uh federal junior duck step contest <laughs> that the name might be butchered a little bit but <laughs> it's a duck stamp contest yeah, yeah. <laughs> for um, high school kids and essentially what it is is like you know we've all seen the stamps of like ducks and birds mm -hmm. they look like um photographs but mm. they're not it's actual like artwork that <laughs> wow. high school students are making wow. and like if you place I placed honorable mention my year so like probably like 20, 2007 2008 mm -hmm. I graduated in 08 um, but I placed honorable mention my year and then like they make a certain amount of the stamps so mm. they're like out in the world and wow. circulation and like that's really cool that's special yeah but I placed in so many of these award shows and everyone thought that I was going to go to school to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And I just, f f for my limited imagination at the time, mm -hmm. I didn't know, yeah. like, how I was going to be a painter and, like, be notable. Because yeah. at the time, I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, everybody that I know that was an artist, not like <laughs> I knew them personally, but <laughs> all of the artists that I know that are famous 
are all dead, and they they became notable after they died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's like I don't I don't want that. I just yeah. can't go out like that. It'll happen you someday. You want to make art that people enjoy What's when you're happening? there to right. see it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm going to be struggling my entire existence, and then like people are going to think I'm dope when I leave. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. So no. we have to figure out something else. Yeah. So I decided to go to school for musical theater because it was the thing that I didn't know that much about. I had mm. just mm. entered, uh, you know, the field later in my high school career. So I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I understand art and I feel like that's something that comes naturally to me and I can always take classes, but I want to, if I'm spending all this money on education as we do in America, mm. I, should, I should go for the thing that I'm also passionate about, but I know the least about. Yeah. So that nice. was my thought process. But I got in school in um, with scholarships for fine art. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was always like, what? To all of the like <laughs> counselors and teachers, they're yeah. like, you, why are you doing this? And so it was always that <laughs> battle of like, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. And someone telling me I need to do this and like staying in one lane. And yeah. that's wild to me yeah. as an artist. I feel like we need to start... Um, elevating young minds to tap into their fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I got into um, teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, and I developed a master class when I was on the road doing Kinky Boots. Yeah. Because I realized that, like, yes, I'm special just as well as you are, and you are, uh, Austin, but I feel like we are not alone in that. <laughs> We're not a monolith, and yeah. we, we, we contain multitudes, but there's there's so many of us that have so many creative sides. We just don't have anyone showing us the way. Yeah. And mm -hmm. although I don't have all of the answers, I want to be a leading example uh, uh, of being able to advertise yourself in all that you do, mm -hmm. um, because we can't be performers forever. Yeah. Well, I, or at least that's not everybody's trajectory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. We all age. That's inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm not always going to be able to play certain roles. Like last last summer, I was choir. I, I did choir boy, and I was Ferris in choir boy. Mm. I mean, mm. he's a high school student. I'm not going to be able to do that forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. You can only play so, Annie for so long. <laughs> right. That's yeah. that's just the reality of our business. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. you have to find other passions as you get older. Um, and I feel mm -hmm. like the younger you are and you start to have that realization and like what are the other things that still feed me and I can still yeah. walk away feeling like yeah. I am doing my best efforts to be the best human I can be, the best artist I can be, mm -hmm. and it be serving to you first. Mm -hmm. That's the way to live this life as an artist. Yeah. I love I love the way you keep talking. You, you keep saying the word serving, and it, it serves you and yeah. it feeds you in yep. different ways. And I and I love that concept because that's part of the reason that we are doing this thing, this this odd, weird audio thing we've never done before in any way. You're just kind of like throwing it out into the universe. We're like we can talk, right? Yeah, I don't know. We, we both have so many different loves. Yeah. In the arts, and like for me, it's it's directing and scenic design on top of performance. And I remember love in college. That. I was so frustrated and I, I went to my advisor who happened to be the chair of the department and I was like, what do I do? 
I love yeah. all of this so much. And I took my sophomore year to, to take all of the electives from all mm -hmm. of the different majors that I, I could to find out, okay, what do I need to change my major? If I am going to, I should do it now while I'm a sophomore before I go too deep. And I fell in love with all of it. Yeah. And I was like, why, why is it that I'm in love with drafting? Why can I do that and perform and sing and direct? And this is frustrating. I just found myself yep. so bound and restricted yep. by a, this this indecision. And I know you felt the same thing. Like you have the exact same thing. Two degrees uh, in different things. Yeah, it, <laughs> I have I have two degrees, but also in falling in love with becoming an artist, not necessarily specifics you find so many passions, you find so many wants, and you're like, I can't feed you all. I just gotta, <laughs> I gotta do something yeah. that I really, really enjoy. So much like Easton, I love directing, I love design. <clears throat> I've, I figured out um, in getting my second degree, I only was there for two years. Had I been there for four as an original degree, I probably would have leaned into design more. Yeah. Be it scenic design, be it uh, costuming. I, I took many, many practicums and loved all aspects of it as well. Yeah. So I'm like, now that I'm graduated, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I just keep finding finding little pathways and little connections to be like, okay, this is feeding me. I'm enjoying it. I love what I've created, mm -hmm. but I still can do something else as well. Yeah. yeah. I also think yeah. that that's important too because I also feel like we don't have enough conversations about longevity in this career. Mm -hmm. You know 100%. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um, we have to find other things and, and other avenues that are still in our industry, or, or if not, like it, it could totally be like if knitting is a thing for you and it, yeah. it's a passion of yours, yeah. and like that's what you do, and you yeah. figure out, you know, classes that you can, can take to continue to evolve in those things. But um, I think when we think about things in terms of longevity, you want to avoid burnout. And mm -hmm. I feel like if mm -hmm. I was only spending my time just trying to perform, I would have been burned out long ago. Mm. Like there's yep. just, there's no way for me to perform at the level that I feel I would want to. No. You know what I mean? To, no, to yeah. be of service Absolutely. to the show and yeah. to be of 100%. service to myself and feel like I'm putting my best foot forward. I can't continue to give all of myself that way without mm. replenishing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. a big part of the replenishing for me is going to go see shows, mm -hmm. going to go yeah. support my peers and colleagues. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Being completely immersed in the thing that I love mm -hmm. so that I can then be uh, inspired all over again. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a back and forth relationship. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is a big part of it. <clears throat> and without that, there's no way that you can have longevity because things change as well. Just as well mm -hmm. as fashion, there's trend, trending things. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's seasons for everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, different styles of acting. Like, mm -hmm. to be completely honest, most of what I learned in acting in school, the styles, mm -hmm. I've not been able to apply to auditioning mm -hmm. or technique mm -hmm. while um, doing the thing mm -hmm. because of how much, in just that amount of time, the industry has changed both yep. film mm. and television and theater. There's yeah. been mm. so much of like, you know, we're right now, I feel like in the industry for theater, we're at a point where we are, um, we're having so many shows 
that um, that are being created that are based off of other things, yeah. either a movie that was yeah. already we had a whole there, episode or, on that. Yeah, yes. like, yep. it's, it's, it's insane. insane the amount of adaptations from one to the other, back to the other. One hundred biopics, and it's like a lot of it is like recirculating music mm-hmm. and like or mm-hmm. like shows that are just like pop tunes, mm-hmm. like yep. the Britney Spears show that's about to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. you can't. You can't take the same um, technique that you would have learned in a like legit musical theater class, yeah. and then try to apply that into auditioning yeah. for yep. even our show, Kinky Boots. Yeah. It's not going mm-hmm. to serve yeah. you. Like, there's not. Yeah, you know what no, I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. I, I feel like part of it is is something to do with um, the the musical theater genre mm-hmm. being so expansive yep. and it used to be musical theater meant jazz hands and tap dancing yep. and and that was <laughs> yep. like it <laughs> yeah. and now we're entering into the space where as a musical theater performer you you need to be a straight play actor, you need to be a character performer, mm-hmm. you have to be a tap dancer you have to be a, a pop singer you have mm-hmm. to be a, a rock belter, all of these things yeah. and the trending thing when I was things. in school was to was to learn how to play an instrument as well mm, yeah. because you yeah. have to be a quadruple threat but it wasn't <laughs> enough to like just have interest in anything else, yeah. it was yeah. like no, you need to sing, act, dance and then play yeah. <laughs> an instrument yeah. and like, we, that's we not can't my be thing. fed <laughs> just by doing the things that that industry wants us to do yes. at that right. moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I, I would love to know. So on your website, you list. I, I did some research. Oh, yeah. so you have. <laughs> you say on on your list of, of skills and and like self self titling. You have actor, singer, balladeer, stylist, director, educator, creative director, costume designer, makeup artist, teaching artist, human. And I yes. love this list. I think this is beautiful. I think it's it's um, it's a billboard that shows your embracing your multifacetedness and your mm-hmm. willingness to feed yourself in ways that serve you. Yeah. And I would love to know more about how each of those things serve you in different ways and, and like the seasons. Cause I imagine, um, I know right before you came down here to do kinky boots right now, you just, um, designed costumes for two shows, uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm sure there's, Seasons where you're you're focused on one more than the other, or yeah. sort of is it always juggling all the balls, or how? I guess my, I guess the the boil it down the question to be a little more concise. Um, how do they serve you in different ways and in different seasons of life? I guess. The, this is a wonderful question, and I'm <laughs> going to answer it in parts. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, I have all of those titles on my page because I live in America and people aren't satisfied, right? Like, Mm. ever. Um, And in our country, and I think all over the world, we love to give people titles. Mm. I would love to just walk into the room and say I'm an artist and that'd be enough. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. But no. But apparently because of our society, it isn't. So you have to go into labeling all the things. So in my mind, I wrote... I'm an artist first because that satisfies me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah. I am who I have to go to bed with at night. <laughs> yeah. And you do that. Yeah. And I love that. If you take out all the stuff in the middle, it's still you. And that's that's 100%. what I see on the list. 100%. Yeah. And so I put, I put mm. human at the end because I I never want to get past that. Yeah. The, or at least the understanding that I am ever evolving in and I look forward to that. Yeah. Like, I don't have all of the answers right now. I never really want to be in a place in my lifetime where mm. I feel like I know everything and I've, 
I, I just have a firm understanding of what everything is. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think that that's true. Yeah. I think that we should always be on a constant quest for uh, evolution yep. mm -hmm. and being the best that we can be. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so like, that is, that is, the, that is the part that I, I wanted to highlight in terms of bookending <laughs> all that we are because it's also something that we all are mm -hmm. and we need to have that realization. We've, we've fallen off of um, focusing on humanity. Mm. And, and that statement to me sometimes makes me really sad, yeah. but it also makes me hopeful because I feel like there are lights like the three of us that can um, change that mm -hmm. in, in, in every atmosphere that we walk into. And it's something that I strive for and you know, we are human, so I have my days as well where I feel off or I need someone to pour into me. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, we, we are all human, trying to figure it out and not knowing, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. And we need each other, we need to lean on each other um, because we all have different life experiences. Yep. There are mm -hmm. things that I haven't experienced yet that you would be able to pour into me and then vice versa, mm -hmm. same with you, yep. Austin. Like. That's a part of it. Mm. And we don't have enough conversation, mm -hmm. you know? We walk into rooms and I love, I love our space that we have in mm -hmm. uh, rehearsal right now uh, with Kinky Boots because our director has really um, opened the floor every day, allowing us to check in with each other. And I haven't had that in every space that I've been in. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very, very important because we can't just walk into a room acting like everything is okay every day because it's just not reality. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah. Um, especially with everything that's going on in our world. Yeah. It's sad, but it's just the truth. Oh, yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but uh, to get back to your question about um, my different hats and how they serve me, I do feel like in the... In, in my last season, I have been, or I should say since coming out of the pandemic mm -hmm. and going back into theater, it has been a, a, a lot of going back and forth between costume, uh, costume design and performance mainly. Mm -hmm. And I've taught a few classes as well, but they've all been uh, virtual. I haven't yeah. had the opportunity to be like back in a room with my students yet. Yeah. Um, but they, I love going back and forth, um, and I kind of, I kind of, I would say that I, I like it this way as opposed to me having long uh, breaks of, uh, or long runs rather mm -hmm. of performing and then long runs of design. Yeah, I need the back and forth, mm -hmm. and I, this is also a new thing that I'm realizing because you know. We've kind of been like, oh, at least I've been back for probably like a year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, pretty like steadily since um, the pandemic. But it feels good to go back and forth because it's using different uh, sides of my mind mm -hmm. and my imagination. Mm -hmm. And I feel like whenever I'm in a room with creatives, I learn something. Yep. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm um, performing alongside other creatives or if I'm, you know, in a room watching a tech run as a designer, yeah. I'm still learning from everyone that's around me. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I never want to stop being a sponge. No. Mm. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. talking to, I, I, um, I've met Billy Porter uh, several times, but the first time I met him was because I won his biggest fans contest, oh, which wow. is a whole story. Oh. It's wild. <laughs> but 
<laughs> it's wild, but I won his biggest fans contest, and he was doing a live at Lincoln Center concert performance. Yeah. And his company like flew me out, and I was able to meet him and be his VIP wow. guest at this concert. So it was the first time I met him. Mm, that's great. But a few years later is when I actually booked the tour, and I asked him, you know, if he had any advice. And mm. his advice was, "Well, just steal all the good." <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true, right? Like, you know, oh we all goodness. see performances, and when you see shows that are done over and over, mm -hmm. you know, and you want to bring your light to it, mm -hmm. do the things that you see work, yeah. obviously, but if they speak to you, that's something that you can take yeah. and then run with mm -hmm. it and just create it anew as yeah. your own. And doing it in your own body, in your own space, in your own soul makes it your own. Regardless. 100%. But yeah. I, I feel like we spend a lot of time thinking like, oh, that was so-and-so's thing. Mm -hmm. mm. So let me like leave that for them and then try to like figure out our yeah. own way. It's like, no, yeah. dear. <laughs> it, no. <laughs> it, the roadmap is already there. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Just I literally saw a video today about Lin-Manuel Miranda talking about when he was writing Hamilton. He was like, I took what got the song done. It's not that I had to be 100% creative in every single aspect. Yeah. He was like, I took this, I took that, just to get it on, just to get it on speed. And it's very much, I like the phrasing, steal all the good Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When there's yeah. a formula, why not? Yeah. 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 Exactly. If it works, it works. Mm -hmm. And yeah there's I, I feel like there's a pressure to constantly be original and yes, yes i think i think i think originality within your person isn't important in your art mm -hmm. um but i think we sometimes obsess over it yeah, yeah. and to, to a degree that just becomes unhealthy and, and non-artistic yeah yes. it just it sucks I mean, even the people that we space. um idolize the most they had people that they looked up to mm -hmm. and were inspired by. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it all just trickles down. But yeah. I mean, that is how that I feel like that's how the greatest artists become the greatest artists because yes. they're totally okay with saying like, oh, so and so is my inspiration for this and I'm glad that you really enjoy that. But <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it wasn't completely my idea. You know, I just took it and ran yep. with it. And yeah. it became something that, you know, I was known mm -hmm. for, but it was never like initially mm. my thought yeah. and, and of course you know sometimes you do have these ideas and um i'm excited about doing our show because i'm now 32 when i first played lola i was 27 so mm. being able to speak our text and uh, sing the lyrics and really paying attention to them instead of like how i was initially taught the show which was you know you go here or, and you stand here mm -hmm. on three for mm -hmm. this line and you breathe here yeah. during the song i'm like really able to key in and focus primarily i feel this show has been in the acting and then letting that lead all of my um choices and i really enjoy that because yeah the script is good <laughs> ah, it's great it's a play it's a play it's a play it's a play. We don't want to talk about that, <laughs> but yeah. it is. No, not at all. No, not at all. Yeah, no, it is definitely a play, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's truly wonderful, and I'm excited to revisit it because I now have these new life experiences, mm -hmm. you know? And being older and having a few years on me and having had time to really sit with myself and my thoughts, mm -hmm. I feel like anyone during the pandemic that didn't take the time to sit with themselves yeah. and have a conversation did a disservice to themselves 
Yeah. Because what were we doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all had so much time. Mm-hmm. I will say it was Truly. it was weird. Me and Austin were both in. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were run- <laughs> our programs exactly. in college together mm-hmm. while COVID was happening. Yeah. And so the first, what was it? The f- yeah, the first couple months were mm-hmm. finishing out that semester, and it was just the worst, weirdest, most awful thing ever. And then summer of darkness. And what is going on? Should I should we drop out? Like I don't think we're gonna get any yeah, good what's material. Happening? Like what's going on? Um, and the following two years or a year and a half was yeah. some of the most glorious learning opportunities I've ever experienced because we were forced to create space to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think prior to that there's this sense in higher education of go, 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 go. Like you see with, um, like with some of our friends who are doing master's degrees, like right yeah. now, it, it's so intense and, and it's almost like a, a, a badge of honor. Oh, I didn't sleep last night. Mm-hmm. No, we, you, you have to give space to breathe and, and grow. And, and because of <clears throat> some of things that, the things that were going on with the pandemic and the problems that created, it created some really interesting opportunities and enabling constraints as we wound up calling it. Um, And it gave us the space that we needed to grow and and that we wouldn't have had otherwise. I don't know if my college experience would would have been as um, growth centered or successful, I guess, as as it was if it weren't for COVID as as awkward and strange as that, that fact is. Yeah, I feel like- Well, the other thing on- Oh, go ahead. The other thing on that note is within those constraints that we had if you not to attain it to gardening which i've been looking into here recently for some reason um if you start a a plant in a certain pot it will grow and certainly outgrow that pot at some point if you don't replant it Mm -hmm. enabling those constraints allowed us as artists to really explode once we were allowed to leave that space and continue growing is something i felt um in in going back and having those parameters put and not being able to fully play in the space because of keeping distance and things like that but then coming out of it to be able to finally be oh i can't explore it like joss was talking about of being able to pay attention to text and have throwing away what we necessarily knew and or studied i don't know why my voice just went away whoa <laughs> excuse me um hello i'm back uh <laughs> and just finding the play in life but also in our artistry has been just really really cool to explore coming mm-hmm. out of it all yeah <clears throat> yeah i i also wanted to ask and this is sort of in the same vein of of feeling external pressure as artists to be something or do something mm-hmm. have you ever felt the need to confine <laughs> yourself to to focus on one thing or 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 pressure to not be the the artist of the many industries and avenues that you are mm-hmm. um i've never felt pressure within myself um, just because I, I always knew that I didn't just want to do one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of, it kind of bores me. And I know that's mm-hmm. like some people's, you know, that's their avenue. Like yeah. there are some people that like, I am an actor and like, that's yeah. what they love to do. And that's totally fine. It's just not enough for me Yeah. yeah. because I don't feel like that's all of who I am. Mm. Um, but in terms of like, my scholastic career in education, that has always been pressure to, yeah. to pick one. I've literally been told 
by so many instructors that I would never be successful unless I picked one. Mm. Yep. And that I, I've kind of always been known to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Um, not in like a disrespectful way, but like when I believe in something or I could see that it's just obviously wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have stood up for that. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times, especially with students and, you know, um, in the teenage years, going into early 20s, we don't know. It's just like kids with their parents. Mm-hmm. You just assume that they have all of the answers because they're adults. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just they not don't. the truth. Like educators mm-hmm. are trying to help mold you and your career and what they feel like would be your best potential. But it's also, we totally just get in a mind space that adults have all of the answers. But mm-hmm. a lot of times they can only give you what they know in mm-hmm. their experience. And I feel like there are so many wonderful educators. But when you're looking at a lot of educators that are in our business, I hate I hate saying this, but it is the it is the truth. Some of them have become educators because they didn't have lasting careers doing the thing that they really wanted to do. And some of them became educators because they, you know, they were doing the thing and then also fell out of love it, with it and realized education is the thing that I really enjoy. Yeah. So you do yeah. have different personalities there as mm-hmm. well. And it's it's tough, right, for like our youth because they're being guided by these personalities, whether they're mm-hmm. jaded, unfortunately, or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's the that's the hard part um, or dilemma that I will say whenever I was in when I was in college, but also when talking to some of my students that I've had in my master class. And I love talking to them because I didn't have a traditional background Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And I also feel like everyone is not a textbook learner, Mm -hmm. you know. We have a lot of people that are visual learners, <laughs> and I'm one of them, you know yeah, what I mean? And you learn more being hands-on and doing the thing as opposed to sitting and reading a book to learn about how you emote. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? No, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes we need the experience of actually doing it. And if you mm-hmm. have uh, a POC, and I'm gonna use that for an example because I am a person of color, <laughs> mm-hmm. but if you have a young gifted POC at an institution um, where they aren't being seen or you're not allowing them the opportunity to be seen and you only do shows that they don't have a chance at being Mm -hmm. in, how will they then have the opportunity to explore or learn? The the only um, knowledge that they're getting is being able to watch their colleagues do something. Mm but then that puts them in a mental space of feeling like they're not enough or they're inadequate um, and also could put them in a space of jealousy, Mm -hmm. which is unfair. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, 100%. Because now you have them feeling these things for their peers all because of choices that higher-ups made. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. there doesn't need to be that energy in the space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot to say yeah. about education. I, I just feel yeah. like a lot of times we're not we're not benefit benefiting everyone, and and yep. that's sad to me. 
mm -hmm. especially with how much we pay for education. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. And how many negatives yes. in yeah. the bank account there are from, yeah. from education. Too many zeros, too many negatives. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I love hearing your heart and philosophy on education. Um, yep. And you mentioned your, your master class a few times. Mm -hmm. What is, is the, if you were to give me an elevator pitch of your master class. Yeah. I'm in the elevator, go. <laughs> what, is, what is it about? What that. would I gain? What, what do you focus on? Well, I have two. Um, I've, I've taught them from like grade school to collegiate, but like all for mm. artists, of course, people that are like actually interested in our field and like want to pursue this. Mm -hmm. um, the... Uh, my first class, uh, that is my Be Fearless class, and that class is essentially for performers that want to learn more about acting through song. Mm. Yeah. And like I said before, I feel like I am a highly uh, uh, em emotionally available <laughs> artist. No. Yeah. Um, and that isn't a skill set that I feel like many people are comfortable pursuing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and mm. I, I realize that not not a lot of people feel um, not a lot of people have the skill set um, to be able to tap in. And again, not that I know it all, but I do have a strong understanding of the connection of these things. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I started the acting through song. I, so mm. I have students bring in songs that they've always loved or have been intimidated to sing and then we bring them into the class and just work them. Hmm. Um, most of the time they are very emotional songs, you know, about loss, heartache, um, anything, you know, that's <laughs> that yeah. could make you sad. Yeah. But they, they fear of like, how will I be received if I go there? Hmm. And then also yeah. if I go there and I can't pull myself out, what do I do? Mm. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. then there has to be a trust of your scene partner and and knowing that your environment is safe mm -hmm. yep. um, to bring you back. Because that's the thing, too. Again, at the end of the day, we're all human. So mm -hmm. um, we will have days where we go up on a line. We will have days where moments take a beat longer. Mm -hmm. And we should be honored that time. Mm -hmm. We should. Yeah. If you're yeah. asking me to bring myself and my heart <clears throat> to a role and I end up going to a space and I'm in control of the moment and I'm able to bring myself back, we do need to honor the time of me being able to get to get myself back yeah. on yeah. task. Yeah, yeah. We, absolutely. We just do. Of course, I'm not saying I need five minutes of personal time. No. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have to find, we have to be able to have the conversation and like we do in rehearsal, we say, ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. That is so vitally important. Yeah. Asking mm -hmm. for the things that you need and knowing that you have agency there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agency. I love that as a yeah, key word. Yeah, because you've been hired. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, this, yeah. all of this is the conversation that I have yeah. in the Be Fearless class because I, I, really, I really feel like we've spent so much time trying to um, make sure that the creatives that hired us like us and continue to and it's like mm -hmm. friend you're in the room you already have the job yes yeah you are enough there's no risk you're enough you're here and, and doing the thing so there's yeah. no need mm -hmm. to worry about if someone likes you yeah they do already and then my other class so yeah like uh, uh, it becomes a class of like we go through the piece and then we spend a lot of it just talking about 
how we can um, be of service to each other ourselves and then mm. community, mm. right? Oh, yeah. um, and then my other class is for the like-minded individuals like me because I go to schools often, colleges mostly for this class, but it's for people who also want to perform or like have a tech background mm. and they want to know how is it that you can, you know, be a full artist and yeah. get people to know uh, you for all that you do. And a lot of it has to do with marketing, right? And just yep. saying up front, this is who I am, this is what I do. Because if yeah. you don't say that and you're not advocating for you, mm. who's going to know? Yeah. <laughs> people are only going to meet you how they met you. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're only going to be able to too. receive from you <laughs> how they met you. Yeah. And also, yeah. that's like that's like human nature, right? Like we meet someone, even even like in terms of um, like where you are mentally for the day. Mm-hmm. If I met you on the first day and you were probably like down, um, it would probably be, for, for me and my, and my heart <laughs> and how I go about the world, I would probably be checking on you hmm. throughout the yep. whole first week of our rehearsals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like mm-hmm. I met you in a place where I was like, something's going on there i took the mental note of checking back in yeah. so like that's what it was if if, yep. if you're meeting someone and they're bright and chipper you remember that as well mm-hmm. it's all a part of that exchange and so we all receive a certain amount of information from someone upon initial uh <laughs> meeting yeah. Yeah. Yep. and then we kind of run with it until uh-huh. the next time that we see them but all of that is the same, whether it's a job interview or an audition. Mm. People, when they meet you the first time, that's what they remember. And mm. it stays with them for a while until at least they get an opportunity to work with you. Mm. So like even on my resume, when I go into an audition, my performance resume, at the very bottom, I have um, design and technical resume available upon request. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Just so that they I know. That. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, of course, it's on my website. But, and so when people um, see me in audition or they see my bio somewhere and then they go to my website, they didn't see all that I do and then I have both of my mm-hmm. resumes there, but it is me advocating for myself because, you know, everybody down, down here in Florida, they know me as an actor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's what I'm doing. Why yeah. would you not know me as anything yeah. else? Yeah. But if you don't have a conversation with me or if you haven't like been to my website or any of my social media, uh, platforms then of course you don't know anything else mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. have to say you you have to be vocal and, mm-hmm. and say those things and it's not in, uh, to be braggadocious or anything like that it's just the reality of our industry mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like when people meet me as an artist and i tell them in that costume design there's also a bit of um kind of downplay that goes along with that and that is also again human form people just mm-hmm. think that like Oh, I met you as an actor, and then when people, when you tell people that you also direct or you do scenic design, they probably think that it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. No, yep. no, that's always that's... been my fear. Is like that because this is how I—that's what my BFA is, and that's right. how I present myself most of the time. Yeah. That this this other stuff is somehow not as valid or not as yep. volatile as as a as a um, an entrepreneurial exploration. Like it's just uh-huh. not as as um, potent of a thing that I should. Mm. Pursue when right. that's not the truth. It's it's, it's not a, the truth. I'm a full artist. It's yeah. not the truth, but honestly, friend, it's also not your problem that they're mm. trying to limit you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. that's not that isn't weight that you should be carrying. Yeah. You should continue doing all of what you do and also 
like I was saying before, you're in rooms acting all the time, so you get a chance to see directors and how they handle a yeah. room and take up space. So that is also time that you're learning how Absolutely. to build that skill set. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. So like, why would you not then be good at that? Because yeah. I've already been in so many of these brilliant rooms. Mm. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's being <laughs> of the sponge be of, of taking the but opportunity that you're think. in and, and sponging up all the stuff. Like when I love when I'm in a room that, that takes the time, or I guess stage management takes the time to mm -hmm. post um, drafts or renderings or whatever, all of the, the creative snapshots on walls or everything. I just love that. Yeah. And I will find me going to that. Yeah. I'm a visual learner and I will go to that wall and not only will I see and just absorb the beauty that is these designs on this wall by whoever happened to do the scene design or costume design or whatever. Yeah. But it also is just fascinating to me. And it, it's almost like my, my inner artists, um, my inner child too, that's just fascinated by the glory of, of art. Yep. And mm -hmm. so to what, whatever room I am in or whatever role I am taking up, it is, I think it's, it's super important to be that sponge no matter where you are. And to, it's a learning yeah. opportunity yeah. for it all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you go into a contract thinking like, oh, I was just hired to do this one thing, so that's all that I'm going to be able to get from this, mm -hmm. again, you're disservicing yourself. Mm -hmm. There's yep. so much to learn about the ins and outs. Like, yeah. um, there was a gentleman at our um, um, design run on Friday mm -hmm. sitting, uh, well, there were a bunch of people there that we didn't really know, but yeah. um, my high school theater director was actually in town. So huh. I asked if he can sit in on a designer run. He didn't want to make a big thing about it, so yeah. like, that's why we didn't say anything. But he came in and he sat there and watched, but he had never seen like an equity theater rehearsal. Mm. So, like, for him, it was a gift of, like, <laughs> just being able to see the ins and outs of, like, the thing before yeah. it became the yep. thing. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? And he was That's just, crazy. like, awesome. he just loved it. Because, yeah. you know, he's a... What a gift. Right. That's so cool. He's a, di he's a director as well, but, like, he's like, I really wish my students were able to see just, like, even how the ensemble members are... Um, he, he mentioned y'all specifically because he was like, yeah, even when they walk off stage, they go right to their script to like check in and make sure that they're not missing anything yeah. or to just review, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And they're not spending their time just like sitting there on their phone. <laughs> or if they are yep. watching what's happening in the show, yeah. they're like at the edge of their seat because they're there with whoever's on the stage. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah. Like even when that's I'm not on I'm stage, I'm yeah. like, oh, everybody is just so involved <laughs> and doing the thing and like- yeah. We're all in it. Me excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. To sort of close out our discussion, I we, we always like to end um, with something, a, a version of the same question. What would be advice that you would give a younger version of yourself or a, a young artist that is in your shoes that, that maybe has all of this love in their heart for different forms of artistry, but just doesn't know what to do with yeah. all of it. Or it feels like a lack of direction or um, a lack of ability to move forward. What, what would you say to them? Um, people say this often, but it's true. So I have a two part answer for that. But the first part is you are enough. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I understood that when someone first said that to me but I understand it more wholly hmm. 
as I age. Mm. Yeah. I feel like each year that passes, <laughs> I get a more firm understanding of that. Mm -hmm. It's like a sense of reality mm. kind of just transpires out of it. Um, yeah. And then secondly, I would say um, that you can excel and be phenomenal in anything that you apply yourself to wholly, mm -hmm. right? Like you have to, if you want to be great in something, you can't be afraid to completely dive in head first. Mm. Yeah. You can't, because um, not, not doing so, you will never be satisfied. Yeah. You just can't. You, you, you can't be. Because you're not, you, you will always know and have the mental thought of, I could have done more. Mm. Mm. And you decided not to because of uh, fear, because of you feeling like, um, if you go too far, you don't know what's on the other side, but like that's the exciting part of mm. not knowing what's on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. And so I always want to be in the space of <laughs> the unknowing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because true. It's, it's what I do know though is that I've always been stronger on the other side. Mm. So mm -hmm. that's that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love that. Yeah. Yay. It's been excellent. Thank, thank you, you friend. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you can come back more. Maybe I we should ask. Maybe we should have a third <laughs> co-host, huh? Multi. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, oh, we should talk about the coffee before before we go. Very, very briefly. Yes. What did you think? I like it. It it was of all the coffees we've tried, this is the most sour that yeah. I've had. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's just interesting. sour. It's not my cup of coffee. It's not um, my cup of coffee. It's not my cup of, it's not my cup of coffee. I think um, we say this often when we try coffees that stray on this sort of <laughs> side of the, the color wheel, but or the, the flavor wheel, but if you like this kind of coffee, this is great. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, it's not my cup of coffee, but no. it is fascinating. It's interesting. It's mm -hmm. complex. Um, yep. And it made my tongue ask a lot of questions. That I didn't have the answers to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I didn't I have the answers to these questions that my tongue were forced to pose. But I hear that. Um, but yeah, if you're in Orlando, go to Lineage. We'll, uh, like always, we'll put uh, a link to this um, coffee in the show notes if you want to click on yes. it and check them out. Um, and come see Kinky Boots. And come see yeah. Kinky Boots. Yes, that was my other thing. Yeah. Where can people find you? What are things you're excited about? That you have a match class coming up? Like, like what's on the horizon for you that, that you would want people to know about? Oh, yeah. Thank you for for that. Yeah. I um I will obviously be doing Kinky Boots at Orlando Shakes. We um, have our first audience April fifth, and then we run until mm -hmm. April thirtieth. Um, and then after that, I will be costume designing a show called The Mountaintop in mm. uh, West Virginia. Mm. And then this summer, I'm doing Kinky again in Canada. We'll oh, be cool. touring Fun. two different um, cities in Canada, and I will be there from like June through September. Cool. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So you have that. two really long sit-downs? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited oh, yeah. about it. Um, it was actually a contract that I was doing at the top of 2020, but then, you know, pandemic ah. happened. Mm -hmm. So we had to close on our fourth preview, and we were oh. never able to open. That's so, so sad. I'm, yeah, I'm coming back, and I'm thrilled about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so yeah, happy yeah. for you. <laughs> Thank Great. you. Awesome. Thank you. 
Well, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Go for My it. socials are um, uh, Jocelyn Banks on every platform, and then mm. my website is www.fearlessjoss.com. Mm. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like yeah. I like it. Fearless Joss. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Fearless Joss, for joining us. It was a pleasure, <laughs> and thank I know we all three, I think, have, have had some really cool insights. Yeah. And, and it's been it's been very fulfilling. Like. Around the idea of the entire conversation, this has been very fulfilling for me mm-hmm. as an artist. Just this hour and a half of talking and being together and being like mind like minded enough to be like, this is what this industry needs more of. Yeah. And I love, I've loved the conversation. Likewise, man. So yeah. thank you again. Thank and you. If you don't mind, we would love to have you sign us off today. Well, thank you. I would love to as well. <laughs> yeah. Be good beings, y'all, and drink good beans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>